Hello and welcome back to Sparkcast Media. This is episode seven. I am your host, Austin Bradley, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian Sparkman. Lucky number seven? Lucky number seven, and we have some breaking news that just came out today as we're recording. We're going to start off with the NBA, and we're going to transition to the NFL, the rest of it. But the breaking news, Damian Lillard finally gets traded. He got traded from the Portland Trailblazers to the Milwaukee Bucks. Portland gets Drew Holiday... DeAndre Ayton, Tumami Kamara, I've never heard of him, a Milwaukee 2029 unprotected first, and then unprotected pick swaps in 2028 and 2030. The Suns were also involved in the trade, a three-team trade. Obviously, that's how DeAndre Ayton gets to Portland. But the Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. So what are your initial thoughts on this trade right here? The Suns got depth. We talked about it earlier. We got They got depth. They... And I, I said this earlier um, when we were talking. I said there was two teams that I feel like they're going to come out the West. I forgot about the Suns. I forgot about uh, KD and every, and Devin Booker and Bradley Beal. The Suns are up there too. I what I said earlier was the Memphis Grizzlies and the um, uh, Denver Nuggets were the favorite, and no matter who came out the West was going to win. But I forgot about you know with the Suns, and then plus the depth they added. The Suns are up there too. I, I mean, they're above the Grizzlies. I mean, if everyone stays healthy, yeah, I think they're gonna be, they're gonna be a tough team to beat. The West is real tough though. You got the Nuggets, the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Lakers, those Clippers. Are, Clippers are over there, but that's if they, they, that's that's if they the star players are there and they do good. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's even more teams. We're forgetting the Kings have a good last year and they were. Did pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, the Warriors getting Chris Paul. The West is tough, but Damian Lillard going to the Bucks in the East. That makes it interesting over there, too. No, it doesn't. <clears throat> it, no. It, it does. Because that makes that makes the Bucks like a legit contender. I think if the Bucks went in with the same team this year, they're getting bounced in the second round again. I I feel like they, they did this trade just to beef up to compete with the Celtics. And, I mean, I like that. Like, thinking about it and all, they lost Drew Holiday. Yeah, I, I would rather have Damian Lillard than Drew Holiday. I'd be crazy if I said I would have Drew Holiday over Damian Lillard. But Drew Holiday, actually, I feel like that's actually best fit. This is like me, like, swapping right now mid, like, mid, like, talk. Honestly, because Damian Lillard is uh, more of a uh, shooter than Drew Holiday. They, they lose defense, but they already have defenders. Milwaukee. Listen, so, I, honestly, that's actually a really good trade for Milwaukee. I, scratch that. That's actually a really good trade for them. Yeah, it is. I mean, and this is the team that they have, if I remember correctly. they got Now they got Damian Lillard at, at point guard. I don't know who they're going to have playing the two. They could have Middleton playing the two, but he's more traditional three. But let's just say they do. Let's just go big. They got Middleton playing a two. Giannis can play the three. Bobby Portis playing the four. Brooke Lopez playing the five. Yeah. That is... Portis can shoot. Lillard can shoot. Middleton can shoot. Giannis can't shoot, but Giannis is freaking nature. And Brooke, Brooke Lopez, Lopez can shoot. shoot. Yeah. Yep. Giannis doesn't need to shoot because he, just gets, to the ba- he think, just gets to the basket. I think two years ago, uh, Brooke Lopez was number two in three-point percentage of the centers because I think Miles Turner was number one. Yeah, Brooke Lopez... 
has de- like developed a really good three point shot, and now obviously he's older and he's coming off of uh, injury. But that's love, a, that's love, a real good team. I love Brook Lopez in the corner, honestly, in the wing wing corner. Yeah, like he has a lot of like threes. I feel like. And then even if, for some reason, Brook Lopez isn't the same because he's a little older, they still have Bobby Porter who can play the five, and then they can go out and get somebody else who's decent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes it tough. The East is, is more interesting now because now you have the Celtics, who he already mentioned, getting Porzingis. I still think they're the favorite if everyone's healthy, of course. I just wanna, yeah. That's a disclaimer. If everyone stays healthy, Porzingis, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Robert Williams, Al Horford, Derek, uh, White. Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, that's just a great team. Um, I like I, 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 what I said earlier, like they're starting five. If they have the starting five right here. um, Derek White. They can either do Derek White or Malcolm Brogdon. It doesn't really matter for your point guard position. They're, they're then, probably going to start Derek White. And then uh, J- uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Chris Alperzingis, Robert Williams. But do you think they're going to start Robert Williams? That's a, that's a, honestly a question I want to ask you being a Celtics fan. Do you think they're going to start Robert Williams or Al Horford? I think they're going to start Robert Williams in the in the regular season. Now when it comes to playoff time, I don't know. Because they like to play Al Horford in playoff minutes. And he's still serviceable. Like, he's still a good defender for a big man. But, like, the way they play him is, like, what? Because, like, you, you were mad about this. Like, they played him 20, 30 minutes, one, a playoff game or something like that? They played, him, they played him a lot more than Robert Williams. I don't think they'll do that again next year. I hope not, dude. Right, Robert Williams, I, he's... I really, I really like Robert Williams. Besides Tatum, besides Tatum, he's my favorite Celtics, like, to watch. Jaylen, and, I hate, and I hate the Celtics. Jalen Brown. No, Robert Williams, dude. It's just because I'm a defender. I love defense. Okay, I mean, I'm not going to argue with, with you on that. He's yeah, good. Yeah, it's just preference. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think they're still the favorite right now. Then Milwaukee has to be number two now because Giannis by himself can carry a team. Now he gets Damian Lillard. God. And the team around him we just talked about is, is not bad either. Miami's still there. They still I, have I mean, the same I'm not, team. I'm not going to be biased either. It's just I we're third, maybe fourth best team in the East. Yeah, because it really all depends on how the 76ers look. If they keep James Harden, get rid of him. How is Joel Embiid going to play? All that stuff. And I was seeing some things about Harden today about landing spots. Yeah, because he wants to get traded, but the 76ers are saying they don't want to trade him. It's, it's interesting, and obviously we're not even in the season yet. And yeah. NBA trades well, happen a lot more than like any other We're about to thing. be kicking off NBA season in a bit. Yeah, it's, com- it's coming up pretty soon, which is kind of cool that this happens now before the season instead of like waiting until the deadline or something. Why not Why not start with a big bang? Yeah, th- I'm, I mean, this is really – I'm just going to say it. This is the start of the NBA season right here. Yeah. He's getting a big trade, Damian Lillard going to a contender and making them even better. And then you're gonna see a little bit pieces of trades going, going, going. Yeah, there's gonna be like a little bit more, like oh, world players getting swapped, or maybe we'll see James Harden get traded because the Trailblazers are looking to move Drew Holiday as well. Because mm-hmm. I saw that they don't want to keep Drew Holiday. They they like who they got. What well, they got, Scoot Henderson. They like who they got there. Yeah, and they got the uh, young develop. So why not move him? So they're looking to trade Drew Holiday for. Probably more picks and young players and stuff to like fully embrace the rebuild, which I think is probably a good thing. Do you like Drew Holiday? I liked Drew Holiday. I love Drew Holiday. I just I don't know. I don't know if I like him anymore. I, I like I, I like his intensity and like especially like being a two way guard. 
I, I think I'm just a fool for two way guard. So like Dejounte Murray. No, I I I agree with you. I I did really like him, but now as he's gotten a little bit older, I think he's taking a step back. Mm-hmm. So he could still be a good piece on a winning team. Oh, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> like if Milwaukee were, was able to keep him, that would have been beneficial. <clears throat> have him at the two. That would have been a crazy team, but Drew Holiday could go to the Clippers. That, that's what I was low key thinking about was the Clippers. Drew Holiday could go to the Clippers. He would be a good piece there. He could go to, I don't know how they would be able to do it, but the Nuggets getting yeah. Drew Holiday to play the two would be insane. I mean, hell, even the the Miami Heat could get Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. and they could use him. <clears throat> The other team I was low-key thinking about was the Spurs. Yeah, but they're not going to be contenders. I don't think he's going to want to go play on a bad team. But de- develop with a, like with a great coach, or not develop, but like go with a great coach and get a good mindset to like say if he does want to go to a good team later on, that he has like he, he went under Greg Popovich, you know? Because, I mean, the Spurs are a low-key team to get people, I feel like. And, and, and how Drew Holiday is... I feel like that would be a a massive W for them. Damn, massive I, W! I, I, I incorporated that in there, dude. Look the, at me. The massive W's and the major L's coming later on in the show. Oh, dude, that would be a massive W for the uh, Spurs. But to go off that, like I, he fits he fits their their mentality, their scheme. I don't think that they would take him. And plus, the Spurs have picks. And stuff like that. I mean, I don't, do they want to get rid of them? No, I don't think we'll they see. do because they're rebuilding around Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, I don't think they want to get rid of any young players or picks to try, try and get Drew Holiday, who's he's more of a win now move. Unless they like go through training camp and they really think that Victor Wembanyama can carry them to a playoff run, which I don't think he will his first year. It's he's just a rookie. But unless they really think that the he that he could and the team around him is real good, then yeah, I'd go out and get Drew Holiday. But I don't think the Spurs are a good fit for him. Two K thinks he he uh, he probably will. Well, yeah, Two K loves him. Win Benyama. <clears throat> yeah, like the way up. <laughs> literally every single every single time, like anyone, like if he gets a a, a play, he scores. They all go crazy, and it's like you're my player can score 100 points in the game. You're like, oh, there he is with another basket. <laughs> There's MP with another layup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that massive trade to start off the NBA season that is approaching very fast. What, how, what do you think about this for the, for the Suns, though? Do you think it makes them better, or do you think they get worse because they get rid of Aiden? They got better. They got Nazir Little and Keon Johnson. They needed depth. Keon Johnson, and I said this like I said this many times, even before, like, you know, when you, whenever he's drafted, he's a solid player. And honestly, for being coming off the bench, he's a solid player coming off the bench for them. Now, I have a question for you. Okay. So there's a three-team trade. Obviously, you're going to have to pick two of the teams. What's your major and massive W and L from well, three teams? Out of these three, I think the massive W goes to the Bucks for getting Damian Lillard. I think that's the easy one. Yes. The major L. It's so it's like this trade is so like we talked about. It, it's so fair, and it's like it's it, this is going to be a hard one. I feel like we're going to have different major L's, but we might have the same. Okay. My major L is Portland Trailblazers. Yep. That they, was mine. They get rid of Damian Lillard, which obviously needed to happen. 
But you get Drew Holiday, who we just talked about. He's old. He's taking a step back from who he used to be. And they're not going to be contending, so he's going to just be wasted there. And they lost Yusuf Nurkic. They lose Yusuf Nurkic, who's a, a good defensive center. But they gained DeAndre Ayton. But DeAndre Ayton has that question about him. Is he ever going to truly take the next step? He could. I mean, I'm not saying he's count him out or anything. He still could take that next step. But I mean, like, like there's a lot of players like they get traded, and I'm sorry to cut you off. There's a lot of players that get traded, and they they their realization is like, damn, I can go anything. Like, you know, I need to actually start performing. I mean, like when Dwight got traded, he didn't perform afterwards. He thought, you know, he made it big on the Lakers. He didn't. Then he went to the Rockets, and then he went to the Sixers. <laughs> he was getting bounced. But there's teams that there's players that get dra- drafted or drafted and whatever promising shit like that and shit don't fall out and you know they get traded and they're like oh shit I need to go and I want to see how Aiden responds to this. Well, I can give you this example. It's not exactly the same, and it it could have just been you know looking at it from a bad team. But Kristaps Porzingis drafted by the Knicks. Plays well with the Knicks. Plays very well with the Knicks for at least one surprises full season. everyone. Yeah, surprises everyone. All star level player. Then he gets traded to the Mavericks, and he's kind of like he's kind of he's okay. He's not bad, but he's he's just okay. Doesn't cl- doesn't click with Luca. Yeah. Then he goes to the Wizards and has a career year. Mm-hmm. Does does great. I don't know how much of that is good player on a bad team, so he just gets all the the buckets or anything like that. Or it could have just been the realization like, hey, this is my third team. And my best years were back on my first team. I got to step it up. So DeAndre Ayton, maybe him and Scoot are going to have a better connection than him and Devin Booker did. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean, how teams like, you know, build dynasties and stuff like that. Like an a older big and a younger guard. Kareem, Magic. Robert Parrish, Larry Bird. Kobe, Shaq. Yep. Then even Shaq, Dwayne Wade. Yep. I mean, not Dynasty, but still won a championship first, second season. First season, I think, right? Yeah, first yeah, season. Yeah, their first season together they won. But then obviously it turned into a Dynasty because LeBron and Chris Bosh yeah. all decided to go play there with Dwayne Wade. But yeah, I mean, we'll see how it works out. DeAndre Ayton still has a very high ceiling, high potential, I would say. It's just all how he responds to this trade and how he connects with Scoot Henderson. And Scoot, I I said that I, I said this in the previous podcast. I feel like he's going to do better than Wimby. Yeah, you you did say that. I'm on, I, dude. I'm going on a fucking plank on that. I'm talking about Ed, Ed and Eddie plank, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have any final thoughts on this blockbuster trade for the NBA? NBA is going to be interesting. I mean, we have a clear favorites. There's obviously the great teams and stuff like that. It's not how like the NFL is, but I tell you this right now, the NBA is going to be very interesting, especially after this. The East is got shaken up. The West just got better. You know, we never really talked about it, but the in-season tournament, because it was announced when we we weren't really recording for a few weeks there. What are your What are your thoughts on the in-season tournament? Do you like it? Not like it? I have mixed feelings about it. Um, 
I'm kind of interesting about the scheduling, the whole scheduling thing they're going to have with this. But, I mean, I I don't know. It's more like you're, you're not winning Larry O'Brien. Mm-hmm. But you're, you know, you're still kind of winning in the midseason. And... I guess I guess like for like the young teams, you know, the young not as, you know, good great teams, I feel like this would be beneficial for them if they make it, you know, for far and stuff like that cuz it shows their, you know, that I don't know. I I have mixed feelings about it. I like it, but I don't like it cuz you you're winning but you're not really winning something. I don't yeah, I'm still not 100% clear on the rules of it. So there's some regular season games that are going to count towards the tournament. But then they're going to like flex the tr- like flex the schedule so that the f- the semifinals are also count as regular season games. But the final doesn't count. Do you think that teams are going to be playing their star players in this in season tournament? Mm. Like do you think teams are going to actually want to win it? Is is my question. Now if if it's a young team, you know, like a king, like the Kings, I feel like they might sit out like a like a, it's a bonus or sit out like a Darren Fox. But I think they're gonna be wanting to like you know still play their kind of like their main guys and stuff like that, just to see see how they are in the rotations and stuff like that. But for like the teams that are already set, like you know, like like Lakers, you're not gonna fucking want to play LeBron. Now I have a question for you because this kind of I could see this happening. What if LeBron's like, you know what? I want to go win this in season tournament before I retire. Just say I did it. Do you think that that's a possibility for some of these older guys that actually care? Like, I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna say Kevin Durant doesn't care because he obviously cares about winning, but he's not gonna care about the in season tournament. Not he's, now. Not now. He's gonna be like, yeah, whatever. I wanna. I wanna make sure that we get to the playoffs and, and win a, a championship. But I could see LeBron being like, you know what? I've only got a couple years left. I'm going to go ahead and try and win the first one. Just say I did it. And then plus, obviously you have Anthony Davis, who he's a bit older. He he may not be interested in it. But, I mean, you got Hachimura. You got Austin Reeves. You got a lot of uh, younger guys on that team that could benefit from that kind of experience. You have a solid point with that, too. The first midseason tournament. What if the things actually takes off? Yeah, because like maybe the Nuggets are like, you know what? We just won uh, the NBA championship last year. Let's win the in season tournament and show people that we're still let's we're still the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, let's just we're still the Nuggets this year. And then with, like imagine if the Nuggets go from NBA championship in season tournament NBA championship. Like that would just be an, an insane run. I never. Expected it and never not get to be on this like hype ever. I mean, even when they even when they had Jokic, like beginning, like his rookies, like rookie year, second year, I would, ne- I, I thought I would never see a team like that. Jokic is he just developed into something else. No one expected him to be this good. No one. Yeah, he he's just, he's different, dude. I mean, that's that's how it happened. But like, I I could definitely see for the in season tournament thing, like teams want to like do it just to say they did it, or even like the the Warriors. Yeah, this is the, the first wa- the first ever mid season tournament. <clears throat> well, not just that, but like maybe like down the road, like if everyone starts playing this year and they're like real close to winning it, oh, gotta go back and try to win it now. You know, plus 
it's still a regular season, so it still counts towards your record. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you have to be like, okay, I still want to win as many games and as possible. Still, and it still looks good too. Yeah, I mean, like for a team like the Warriors this year, they they haven't really been in the spotlight the past few years. Um, well, I shouldn't say that they did win a championship a couple of years ago, but now they they got Chris Paul with them. Yeah, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, starting five. You know what? Let's go win this in-season tournament to show people that we're, we're still coming. I think it could be a way to, like, not just get more accolades with, like, some of these older guys and then, like, get more experience with some of these younger guys, but just, like, as a team, be like, oh, we won this tournament against all these other teams just because... We're good still. Like, even the 76ers, they're probably going to be going for it because they can't make it past the second round of the playoffs. They're probably going to want to win something. They're like, fuck it, Joel, go get the in-season tournament. <laughs> you know, I'm, I think it could be a good thing. I'm just still a little confused on how exactly it works, but we'll figure it out as the season goes on. I mean, if we don't figure it out, they will figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> just, they need to. They'll figure it out, and we'll just say, okay, that makes that makes 100% sense as we're over here confused still. <laughs> uh, otherwise, Sparkcast Media is going to cook you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's transition from the NBA to what's going on right now, because the NBA season's not started yet. It's coming up, though. We're going to be keeping track of that. But the NFL, week three is in the books. Our predictions that we had last week. You had Let a me record. Flip my mid. I need to flip my mid card. You had a, a record of eight and eight on your predictions. Mid. Same as your week two predictions. Mid. <laughs> my week three predictions. I was fourteen and two. And Pit. the only two games I had wrong were the Jaguars losing to the Texans and the Cowboys losing to the Cardinals. Just tell the world you piss excellence. I mean, <laughs> you already said it, dude. <laughs> You already said it. Twelve and four the first time, fourteen and two the next time. We're only heating up. I'm going for sixteen and zero this week. Oh, I'm dude. going sixteen and zero this week. I told him. I said, if if I uh, go eight and eight again, you can call me uh, Brian Mid Sparkman. And then he came up with a better name. He said, uh, "How about uh, Brian Sparkmid?" Brian Sparkmid. Hey. I can't even hit on you though, dude. Eight and eight—that's a winning record, dude. Oh, it's, it's mid. It's mid record. Just say it. It's still a winning record. It's still five hundred. Now, if you're heated and we're talking shit, it would be a different story. No, no, I would never. <laughs> no, no, I, I no. would never take a shot at you no. for having an eight and eight record on your predictions. <laughs> it's hard to predict these NFL games, you know. Like you picked against the Colts to to win, and obviously the Colts went into Baltimore and they of shut down the Ravens. That. Of course you mentioned that. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have any faith on him. They didn't. You didn't have any faith. Sorry, I thought the Ravens were going to win. They're undefeated. Undefeated don't matter when you're when you're facing obviously, the Colts, dude. Obviously not. Like, I have, I'm winning 8-8. <laughs> I mean, who else did you have that you picked to win? Like, I, I picked the Bucks to win. Yeah, that was dumb. I picked the Raiders to win. That was dumb. I picked the Cowboys to win. Well, I did too. I can't even say anything about that. I don't know what the hell happened. I just want to throw that one in there. Like, like okay, stupid one. Another stupid one. Panthers. Yeah, I don't know why you picked the Panthers. But okay, actually, disclaimer: we did not know Bryce Young was going to be out that game. Yeah, we did not know when we made our predictions. Bryce Young was going to be out because I remember you saying you were picking the Panthers because you think Bryce Young can have his first win. Mm-hmm. So we, when we recorded, we did not know he was going to be out. So that, you know. We'll give you a little pass on that one because that's unfair to say 
This one was split. Vikings and um, Vikings and Chargers. Yeah, this that, that one was split, but like that that one was like fifty fifty. I mean, I still got it right. <laughs> yeah. So that's why that's why you went fucking fourteen two. <laughs> God damn! I went eight and eight. <laughs> yeah. So let's go through the the week three recap in full. So we had Thursday night football. The 49ers beating the Giants 30 to 12. Then we had the Lions and the Falcons. Lions getting the dub there 20 to 6. Chargers beating the Vikings 20 to 24. It was it was a pretty close game and the, actually the Vikings probably should have won that game with how the Chargers were playing in the fourth quarter. The Packers come back down 17 to beat the Saints 18 to 17. Texans surprise everybody uh, and beat the Jaguars 37 to 17. Uh, let's save this game for last. Uh, the Browns stomped the Titans 27-3. Bills stomped the Commanders 37-3. The Colts beat the Ravens in overtime 22-19. Patriots 15, Jets 10. We got the Seahawks beating the Panthers 37-27. Chiefs go into, or no, they go to Arrowhead with Taylor Swift in attendance. It is true. 100% confirmed Taylor Swift. Very Swifties. Yeah, for the Swifties out there, Taylor Swift is a is a... Travis Kelsey fan and a Chiefs fan, and they they showed out that game. The Cardinals upset the Cowboys twenty to sixteen. Steelers beating the Raiders twenty three to eighteen. Eagles dominate the Buccaneers twenty five to eleven, and then the Bengals get a tough win against the Rams nineteen to sixteen. But the one game that everybody's been talking about this week, it's the Miami Dolphins and Denver Broncos. You know, you should have said the number one Miami Dolphins because. In the NFL power rankings, you know who they are. Oh, I don't. I don't count the NFL power rankings as uh, factual because they still are disrespecting the Colts after beating the Ravens in Baltimore. But I do agree with that. Miami Dolphins are the number one team in the NFL. Seventy I, points in an NFL game. I, I like. I, I told you earlier this week too. Like after the uh, Monday, I said, you know, I feel like the 49ers are number one, but that's just me being biased. But. I, I wouldn't be mad if Miami was, was number one either. Because, I mean, I mean, 70 freaking points. 70 points in an NFL football game against NFL players who get paid NFL money. 10 touchdowns. And not only that, at the end of the game, they were in field goal range again. Like they could. So the record for most points in an NFL game is 72. They could have kicked a field goal and had the record. For, they would have had 73 points. But that, that would have started a fight. Yeah, I mean, obviously, would have been disrespectful. But they they had it in in reach. Just, I mean, domination, dude. Yeah, I they mean, had backups in, too, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Mike White had a fucking long touchdown. Gosh, dude. They need Mike White over there in the New York Jets uh, quarterback room again, dude. <laughs> so... The Dolphins didn't even have Jalen Waddle in that game. Jalen Waddle was out. There was two fumbles by Cortland Sutton in that game, which obviously you can't have that. But the real story is Tua was 23 of 26 passing. He only missed three passes all game. He had 309 yards, four touchdowns. Then we had Raheem Mostert. He had 13 carries for 82 yards and three rushing touchdowns, seven catches for 60 yards and a pass or a receiving touchdown. Tyreek Hill had nine catches for 157 yards and a touchdown. But the one that came out of nowhere, 
the third round pick in this last year's draft, Devon Achain. He had 18 carries for 203 yards and two rushing touchdowns, four catches for 30 yards and two receiving touchdowns. The live wire on fantasy this week. I, I listen. Three teams. There were possibly I I because I, I promised I promised you I said I wasn't going to take him. That was my promise. I if I didn't make that promise, I would have fucking taken him, but it wouldn't have mattered. Because <laughs> no, because I was doing too good in fantasy to even get him anyway. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there in our fantasy league, I'm I'm ranked third right now, and you're ranked fourth, and we play each other next week. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting if we both win or both lose. Expect a lot of shit talking. Uh, yeah, but the week after, expect a lot of me talking because I'm gonna win. Anyway, let's not even I won't focus come on the podcast. That. Let's not even focus on that right now. I'll, I'll do a solo podcast. I don't care. I'll, I'll just talk about how good I am. And then your predictions for the week will be 0 16. Oh, my. <laughs> this dude's already getting, trying to get spicy. But Devon A. Chain, he was a third round pick last year. I was a big fan of him. And I told you in fantasy, I already had him on my watch list. I already had him on my watch list. He was injured. I didn't even know he was coming back this game. And then he just comes out of nowhere with this. But is not really out of nowhere because he is insanely talented and insanely fast. Now, what I want to I want to ask you this. Do you think that this 70 points to 20 points, is it the Broncos' fault or are the Dolphins just that good? I thought they had 30. No, it was uh, 20 to 70. Okay. Um, dude, I think let's, let's, I'm going to dive in that later. Um. Well, I I want to I want to dive into the uh, Broncos and Dolphins right now because I'll be honest with you, I don't think the Broncos are at fault at all for this loss. Like, okay, I don't want to say at all. The Broncos defense is at fault. The Broncos offense, though, I don't think they did that bad. Russ played pretty decent. Cortland Sutton had the two fumbles. He's at fault for it because those two fumbles could have been two touchdowns, and we're sitting here at you know thirty-five to seventy, which is still double their points, but it still looks better. I mean, I think there, there's a certain reason why I want to dive in this later. Honestly, there's, I, I, I think you might know the feeling now or know, know the reason why now. I mean, I don't. I, I, I mean, I would show you, but I'm not going to spoil the uh, surprise. Okay. Uh, well, I just want to say that then. We'll save the rest of it for later. I just want to say I don't put the blame on Russell Wilson for this one. Which I don't either. I don't either. I, I like that's the only thing I'll say right now. I don't put the blame on Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, he played pretty decent. Uh, all right, well, we'll go ahead and wait. Let's go ahead and jump into the Thursday night football game from last week, though, because you had a lot of things to say about this. Um, Niners beating the Giants thirty to twelve. They didn't have Brandon Ayuk. It was no problem for him. Debo Samuel picked it up. Um, uh, Ronnie Bell. He had a few good catches in there. Now I want to ask you something. As a 49ers fan yourself, is Brock Purdy overrated or overhated? I feel like he's overhated. You know, you know how I feel. You need because because you, you literally went in deep and looked at his last season stats just to pull up on me just for this podcast. Or just for a later podcast. I don't know when you're going to drop it, but whenever you drop it, you're going to drop it. I know you're going to drop it. Well, 
Why do you think he's overhated? Just dive into that a little bit. Why do you think he's overhated? QBR rating. What about it? It's not, you know, how a good quarterback would wouldn't or be succeed in like the playoffs or win a Super Bowl. It's not to that measure. So you think he's overhated because he doesn't have a good QBR rating? Yeah. That and also, yeah, is honestly just that. I mean, he's honestly if when you watch him play, he makes the right decision. That okay, your argument makes zero sense. First of all, you're saying he's overhated because his QBR is bad, but he wins. I don't understand your argument, but I'll tell you this. All right, <laughs> Brock Purdy, the QBR is what matters with a quarterback. Because the QBR is how well they played. Okay? So, Brock Purdy in this game. I'm going to tell you right now, he's overrated by you. I think in general, he's probably not overrated. I'd say people are mostly people with a level head and, you know, who, who think they're all... I mean, me and Jeffrey both, both agree that he's a GOAT. Yeah, I said people who have a brain and think... <laughs> They all say the same thing that I do. Is Brock Purdy, yes, he has looked good enough. He hasn't looked bad yet. Although, I might get into that in just a second. But he hasn't done anything to cost the 49ers a win. But, he hasn't done anything for the 49ers to win. It's not been down to Brock Purdy to make that win happen. It's been down to, hey, Christian McCaffrey... Can you run the ball for us and, you know, get us a first down so we can continue this drive? It's been, hey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, can you beat the defender and get open so I have an easy pass to you? It's, hey, can you take this screen and run down the field for 30 yards? It's all that stuff. He's not done anything that any other quarterback in the NFL could do. So. But he makes the play happen. So, he had 310 passing yards in that game against the Giants. 215 of that was yards after catch. So he only had 95 yards in the air. Okay? His QBR for that game was 58.3, which is not good at all. Then he should have had at least two picks. I said three. He, I, I'm saying at least two. I'm being fair, okay? He had the one where George Kittle turned into a lockdown corner, and he batted the ball away. All right, that should have been number one. Second one is when he threw it too high to Debo Samuel. It bounces off of uh, Debo in the defender's hands, and it bounces into Ronnie Bell's hands. That should have been a pick because if you look at Daniel Jones on the other side of the ball, right, when he was on offense, similar play happens. He throws it, gets batted up, interception. That happens that's, That, that happens 99% of the time when quarterbacks throw and it gets bounced up, it gets picked like that. So... The floor is yours now because Brock Purdy by you. Because you know what you said? You think he's a top five quarterback. That's what you said. Oh, yeah. No, I said top three. Oh, my bad. Yeah. That's even worse. You are overrating Brock. You have no reason for Brock Purdy to, to be up there. No, I stopped three. You're overrating Brock Purdy and you know it. He's undefeated in the regular season. He didn't even lose in the postseason you know because who he got else hurt. would be undefeated in the regular season if they had that? Who? If they had that roster? 
Who? Every other fucking quarterback that ever played in the NFL. But they're not. Jamarcus Russell wouldn't nope. be undefeated if he played on that nope. team. Yes, he would. Is that why Brock Purdy's a captain? Oh, captain doesn't matter if if he's the captain or not. He's the captain of the offense. He's baby. not the captain of the offense. You know, you know, you know, you know Trent, Williams is, Trent Williams is the 30, captain of the offense. 30, 30, Christian 30 McCaffrey points is each, each game. 90 points this season. Three weeks. Yeah, thank you, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. And Brock Purdy. And thank you, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Brock Ayuk, Purdy. and George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey. And, and Brock Purdy. Hey, thank you, Ronnie Bell, for stepping up. Th- that too. Ronnie Bell. Hell yeah. Love it. You take any other quarterback in the NFL. I'll take Brock Purdy. You put Mac Jones on this team, Mac Jones is undefeated. I'll take Brock Purdy. You take Zach Wilson and put him on his team, Zach Wilson's undefeated. I'll take Brock Purdy. You take Jameis Winston and put him on his team, Jameis Winston's undefeated. I still take Brock Purdy. And Jameis Winston doesn't get an injury in the NFC Championship game. Dude, how about that? I still take Brock Purdy. All right, we'll see how far Brock Purdy gets you because I don't think it's going to be to a Super Bowl. But shout out to the 49ers defense, though. They played very well. In offense. The 49ers defense played very well against a team that had no Saquon Barkley. So that's their whole offense basically gone. Um, Is Daniel Jones the one to blame for the Giants? Um, You know, Darren Waller's star here. Or do you think that they just exceeded expectations last year? I I think the Giants do too much with their roster. They revamp it every year. There's always some someone new and stuff like that. Like Darren Waller. He's not doing shit this season. Daniel Jones is looked like he's taken a step back. The defense is not looking how it was last year. I feel like the Giants are not the same Giants as last year. See I agree. I think last year they exceeded expectations because it's the same thing with the Vikings from last year. A lot of one-score games that they won. Giants won a lot of one-score games. Vikings won a lot of one-score games. Nail biters. It'll happen. And remember last year uh, what I said about the Vikings and Giants in the playoffs. I said the Giants are going to win because the Vikings, they always win in one-score games, but I just the Giants have won more convincingly than the Vikings have, but they still won a lot of one-score games. And the Giants beat them in the playoffs, one-score game. See, I don't think it's necessarily Daniel Jones's fault that they suck this year, but I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be the one to make you better. And they no. just paid him that big money, too. He's making, what, like $40 million a year or something like that? I... I- I was surprised that they extended him because, like, I I did not think that they were gonna like, you know, I, I thought I thought maybe like another year or two because he he's he's unproven. Yeah, I mean, even after last year, I feel like he was unproven. He had but, a good year last year, but yeah, just not enough to get paid forty million dollars a year. But like, like, but you know how they are, like with like Eli Manning. And yeah, then, they kept him a little longer than they should have too. But they won two Super Bowls. But that's when Eli Manning was. Good though, actually good. Yeah, for a while, Daniel Jones has never actually been good. He's just been made or below. And and they paid him all this money, and now they're stuck with him. Like they, if they suck this year, and they have a chance to get Caleb Williams, for example, they're gonna be kicking themselves because now they gotta keep Daniel Jones on a team, even if they do draft Caleb Williams, which I think if they have the first overall pick, they will. 
I just I think that they're gonna have to keep Brian Dable around uh, their head coach. He's he's such a good head coach, but he has nothing to work with except for Saquon Barkley on that offense. At some point, he's gonna have to go to the general manager and be like, "Hey, if you want us to win football games, you got to give me players on offense. Can't just be Daniel Jones, you know, hoping he's good, and then Saquon Barkley hoping he doesn't get banged up." I basically the whole, their, their whole offense. I call it Saquon and the boys. Yeah, Sa- Saquon Barkley is their whole offense, and they've not done anything to change it since they drafted him number three overall in like 2016. Or I'm surprised he, he hasn't left. Well, he he tried to leave, but they franchise tied them last year, and then he signed the one year ten million dollar contract this year, so he's going to be a free agent again next year if they don't franchise tag him. But they're probably going to franchise tag him because he's their whole offense. That's so stupid how it goes. If a player wants to leave, let him leave. See, I don't hate the franchise tag, but I don't know. It should be more of like a a way like, okay, you franchise tag them. They either sign the franchise tag within a certain amount of time. If they don't sign it by then, they become a free agent. Yeah. That's, that's, how, that's how it should go. That's how it should go. Like, you should be able to use it to extend the negotiating period. But if they decline it and they want to go to free agency, they should be able to. But now you can franchise tag them like two or three years in a row, and it doesn't matter. So it just kills the talent, especially like if you're on a bad team with good talent, like or a bad team and you have good talent. It's it it's fucking bad. Free Saquon. <laughs> so uh, we starting that tag free Saquon. Yeah, we should free Saquon. <laughs> Moving on from one running back to another star running back, uh, Nick Chubb obviously out for the year. Uh, his prognosis, though, it was a, a uh, oh, I don't remember exactly. I think it was completely torn MCL, and then the ACL isn't torn, so actually better than expected. They thought it was going to be a lot worse. It was going to be like a whole reconstructed thing, so it's not going to be career ending, thankfully. Um, but with Nick Chubb out, the Cleveland Browns have picked up Kareem Hunt, who is a free agent. And he's been with them since 2019. He's played on their team since 2019. Uh, he was a free agent for a while, but he gets brought back in. And obviously they have Jerome Ford. Um, what do you what do you think about this Kareem Hunt coming back into the building there in Cleveland? For my fantasy, I hate it. But for them, it's best because I mean he's been on the team for a long period of time he knows the system you know why not just sign him for another year which I think they did right another year yeah they got him on a a one year contract and I'll say this Jerome Ford had a decent game after Nick Chubb went out but a lot of times with these backup running backs they'll have a good game have a couple good games and then they just fall off fizzle out yep so Kareem Hunt is a proven commodity He's been able to prove that he can step up and fill in uh, for Nick Chubb since 2019. And before that, when he was with the Chiefs, he was the number one running back. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good move. And I actually did. I picked up Kareem Hunt on fantasy, and then I dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> but I dropped him for uh, Tank Dell, who is on the, the Texans, which I'm not mad about. And if Kareem Hunt starts to do well again, I'll, I'll try to get him back. He's on my watch list. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, I mean, I'm happy with my running backs to fantasy, though. I got Alvin Kamara coming back this week. Aaron Jones. I got Aaron Jones, and I got DeAndre Swift. That's all I need right there. 
Oh, I need three running backs. Because my wide receivers, dude, oh my gosh, dude. Stephon Diggs, Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman, Tutu Atwell, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. <laughs> Stop saying Michael Thomas twice. Oh my. I got him. Waiting for him to come. You're, trade, you're, you're trying to trade him, though. Well, yeah, if I can trade him for something good. But I got him, dude. It's Michael Thomas, dude. Yeah, hyped. <laughs> Maybe back back in a couple years ago, I would have. Hey, you never know that if the Saints ever get an offense going, maybe he can become a, a good player for fantasy again. Let's talk about an injury that happened and a few injuries. We got to bring in a specialist though. So, calling in our resident doctor, Mister Doctor Spark. We. We touched up on it, obviously. We talked about it last week, Nick Chubb being out, and you came in and confirmed about the MCL sprain. But we have another a uh, couple key ones. We have Mike Williams out for the season, Chargers wide receiver, torn ACL. That sucks. That's a big impact because him and Keenan Allen won two punch for hey, Herbert. But I will say this. They drafted Quentin Johnston in the first round last year for a reason. It's because he has all the ability in the world. Let's see if he can live up to it this year. And Joshua Palmer is going to step up, too. We'll see that. And then uh, Trayvon Diggs, towards ACL, out for the season, happened in practice. Yeah, that one, uh, that happened just after we recorded our podcast last week. Yeah, We talked about it off the podcast, but that is a huge loss for Dallas. And I said, when we were talking about if they're pretenders or contenders, I said they're contenders as long as there's no injuries. This is a massive injury. Yep. And I still think they're contenders. But they're going to have to adjust a lot. This, I think it happened, like, because I was driving on my way home after the podcast. And I, I think it happened, like, probably like an hour or two, like, it got reported. I think so. It was either, like, that same night or, like, early the next day. Oh, no, it was that day. It was Wednesday. Yeah, it, that was... Last week on Wednesday. It was tough. He's out for the year. Um, They got to have some people step up because you can't be losing to the Cardinals, dude. Yeah. And then Derek Carr with an AC sprain. Yeah, that's the one I was wanting to get to. Derek Carr, starting quarterback for the Saints. Uh, obviously, they had a rough start this year on offense. Their defenses look great. But Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I think we can both agree on that. He's a good quarterback. Yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, he's going to be out for at least one week. Could be more. It's not going to be the whole season, we don't think, as of now. They got my boy stepping up. They got him over there, James Winston, my dog, slinging that thing. And say what you want about him, he's slinging that thing. I, I'm kind of interested how he's going to do against the Bucks, being his like, former team he got drafted on. Hey, listen to this. For all my fellow Michael Thomas fantasy owners out there listening to this, start him. You got James Winston throwing the ball, start him. You starting Michael Thomas? Yeah, of course I am. If not, just know I have a TikTok, and I'm not scared to post it. What's a TikTok? I'll make fun of you. I'll take I'll take a snippet of this, and then I'll go over a TikTok, take a screenshot of your uh, starting fight, starting fantasy. If you don't start him, all you, right. And then yeah, all my fellow fantasy owners out there that have Michael Thomas, if you don't have. Michael Pittman Jr. to play your flex. 
go ahead and start Michael Thomas this week because you got James Winston slinging you the ball. It's too late now, dude. I'm I'm already gonna get the snippet of this. No, you got to get this part in there. I got Michael Pittman. I forgot. That's another Michael accounts. All right. But yeah, I'm a tiger ass too. Hey, and <laughs> and listen to this. They got Kamara coming back. They got Michael Thomas healthy. They got James Winston back there slinging it. They got Rashid Shahid out there doing whatever he's doing. Taysom Hill. Oh, buddy. Taysom Hill, too. Yeah, I mean, they got him. He's there. He's he's doing pretty good this season. He's there. I'm not a big Taysom Hill guy, but I am a big James Winston guy. So, love the Buccaneers. Don't, or no, don't love the Buccaneers. Love the Saints against the Buccaneers. We'll see if I pick him, though, later on. Don't love it. Derek Carr getting hurt, though. I hope he comes back fast. I mean, obviously, like, I, it would be great for them because otherwise, if Derek Carr does not come back soon, playoffs are going to start fizzling for their asses, especially how the Falcons are playing. What are you talking about, dude? They got Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. You don't think Andy Dalton is after this week? I said one of the best. Andy Dalton's a good one. Gardner Minshew is probably number one. Oh, dude, you can't forget about Zach Wilson, though. He's a starter now, okay? <laughs> He's a starter now. And uh, I think I will forget about him. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, just want you, I, I just want you to put him in your memory books. That's it. Hey, I got a little bit more on Zach Wilson later. Let's talk about... Some players of the week, though. So, AFC Offensive Player of the Week, Devon A. Chain, Miami Dolphins, running back. Uh, we talked about him earlier, over 200 yards rushing. Had tremendous game. Kind of came out of nowhere. But if you were watching him in the draft, you saw the immense talent that he had. AFC Defensive Player of the Week, Terrell Bernard, linebacker out of uh, from Buffalo. I almost said out of Buffalo like it's the NFL draft. Terrell Bernard from the Buffalo Bills. He gets the Defensive Player of the Week in the AFC. Special Teams Player of the Week in the AFC is Matt Gay, the Indianapolis Colts kicker. He was 5-for-5 five five on field goals. He has an NFL record now. First time in NFL history where a kicker had four 50-plus-yard field goals made in one game. Then we go to the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, Kenneth Walker III. Had a big game for the Seahawks. NFC Defensive Player of the Week, Aiden Hutchinson for the Detroit Lions. Helping them bounce back after a loss in Week 2. And Special Teams Player of the Week, Arizona Cardinals kicker Matt Prater. Showing that he still has it. Helping them beat the Dallas Cowboys. Alright, so what do you think about all the players of the week in the AFC and the NFC? I mean, Matt Gay, impressive. He had four 50-plus yard uh, field goals in that game. Record. Yep. Like, he... Show, <laughs> show special teams some love. He, dude, he, uh, we paid him some big money in free agency, the Colts did. He was worth every penny in that game against Baltimore. He just... Four for four on a yard, a field goals from 50-plus yards. He had five field goals in total. Didn't miss an extra point. Great game by him. Aiden Hutch, living up to the hype. I mean, four tackles, two sacks. He also forced a fumble and also a pair of pass defenses. Yeah, monster game from Aiden Hutchinson. And then 
We can't leave this man out. You try to get him on fantasy. I told you I would have low-key got him, but I made a promise. Devon A-Chain. Yeah, dude, I... Uh Big mistake on my end. I, if I would have known he was back last week, I would have tried to pick him up. I mean, everyone else did good. Kenneth Walker, 156 scrimmage yards. Yep. Like I said, monster game helped the Seahawks get the win that week. Uh, that week. And then uh, Terrell Bernard, never heard of him, but... Showed up. Let's see. I mean, he... Let's see. I mean, they won, and then he had a fumble recovery and an interception in that game. Uh, you know, that's the one where you can argue. I don't know if I would have given it to him over Miles Garrett, who played a very good game last week as well. But he's the one who got it, so you got to show some love to him. Well, seven. So seven tackles, two sacks, a f- uh, fumble recovery, and a pick. Yeah, that was his total stats. I mean, like obviously Miles Garrett is probably going to win de- defensive player of the week, probably one of these weeks. But I mean, for now, we can give it to the young man Terrell Bernard. My cat's going crazy over there. Playing with the ping pong ball. (laughs) (laughs) That's a beer pong ball. Yes, sir. Any thoughts on uh, Matt Prater, though? Kicker for the Cardinals. He's an old man now, but he's still reliable. I I, I was just, you know, okay. I mean. No thoughts on it? no, No, really no thoughts on it. All right, well, I mean, shout out to Matt Prater. I mean, shout, shout out to him. I mean, doesn't he have the longest kick or kick in NFL history, or is that a... He did before Justin Tucker broke it. Yeah. But, yeah, he's been he's been reliable for a, a long while, so shout out to him. Those are all the players of the week. Um, you know, somebody else who didn't play a bad game last week, Kirk Cousins. So, Rob Gronkowski, arguably the greatest tight end of all time, said that the Vikings could be in play for Caleb Williams if they start out 0-3, which they are. And he says that Kirk Cousins should be shipped out and the Vikings should start to tank. What are your thoughts on that, getting rid of Kirk Cousins? He's in a contract year. His last year, he's a free agent in the summer. I mean, why not? I mean, you have a young wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, promising, like, like highly talent, like t- t- uh, t- talked about quarterback coming in, Caleb Williams. And I'm sure Caleb Williams would not, and I say would not, mind throwing to Justin Jefferson. No, that would be an elite connection right there. Oh, I can tell you this right now. Because like uh, didn't he say that if he doesn't find any uh, one like or any team suitable for him that he was going to play another year? Yeah. Yeah. The Vikings, if, they're, if they get the number one pick and Caleb Williams is there, uh, obviously will be there. Um, that... that that would be a nasty duo to talk about in years. I mean, yeah, he he could come out for that. He could be like, you know what? I got Justin Jefferson over there. I'll throw it to him. Yeah, and then um, oh, they they just Jordan Addison. Yeah, Jordan Addison. They drafted him last year. Really good player. I like him a lot. Um, Alexander Madison at running back. Yep. He's not he's not bad. He's he's not looking good right now, but I feel like he's gonna uh pick it up. I hope he picks it up. Well, he he actually he had a. Uh, he had a pretty big game against the Chargers. Hmm. He had over 100 yards rushing, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, and also, by the way, everybody who was like sending him like death threats and racist messages and everything after the game against the Eagles, fuck you. You're an asshole, and you don't deserve to be a football fan. Just want to say that real quick. Yeah. I mean, 
these people are already fucking getting hate to uh, um, fields and stuff like that, burning their his jerseys and shit. I saw that. There's a lot of a lot of dumb people out there who are ignorant and always try to ruin something that's fun like football. But I mean, let's talk about another um, young player, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter, yeah. Um, here's his games against the Bucks: two uh, two tackles, uh, half a sack, and a forced fumble. But his season stats: five tackles, one and a half sacks, and two forced fumbles. Yeah, he's been he's been very good. Um, on he's on track to be a contender for a defensive player of the year. On I uh, definitely on track to be defensive rookie of the year. I mean, you know who else? That's what yeah, that's why I meant defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, you know who else? Yeah, I do know who else. I'll let you say it. Christian Gonzalez. Yes, sir. I mean, this season. You told me not to talk about his projected because, you know, this is only projected. But yeah. it's 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 a big number. And I'm only going to say one stat of it is uh, t- tackles. 91 for a corner. That's, yeah, that's a crazy one. But his actual season stats is 16 uh, tackles for a corner. It's actually crazy for three weeks. 13 solo. 13 of them were solo. Keep in mind. Uh, three assisted, so that equals out to 16. A sack and a pick. Yeah, he's, he's been playing very good. Uh, I wanted to have this from NFL Rookie Watch on the former Twitter, now X.com. Uh, Christian Gonzalez put the claims on Garrett Wilson. He had... Uh, just allowed two catches for five yards and he finished the game with three tackles and a pass defended against the Jets and then the week before when he played Tyreek Hill he allowed just 32 yards and got an interception and of course after we just saw Tyreek Hill put up numbers and the whole Miami Dolphins put up numbers against the Denver Broncos that's a, a massive win for Gonzalez a massive W if you will I, I, he's exciting to watch. Honestly, like I mean, I haven't watched really much Patriots games. Whenever I watch Red Zone, I see like they like pull up highlights and stuff like that of him. I mean, during that Dolphins game, I watched the highlights of that, and he, he, he doesn't look like a rookie. No, a lot of times with rookie corners, that's like the big thing. Like, do you take your rookie corner high? Is because they don't usually do good the first year. I mean, you look at Jeff Okuda for the Lions. I took him, I think, sixth overall. He did not play well, and he still has yet to play up to what they thought he was going to be. But then you take Christian Gonzalez. He was taken more in the middle rounds. Uh, not middle Branch rounds, too. but middle of the first round. Yeah, Brian Branch has played well, but he he's more of a safety slash yeah. slot corner hybrid. But Christian Gonzalez, he's a true number one corner, and he slipped to the Patriots, which was surprising when I was watching the draft. But he is just outperforming, like, what you think for a rookie corner. It's kind of similar to Sauce Gardner from last year. Sauce was a rookie last year, but he was playing like, you know, he's been in the league for four or five years. Yep. So, yeah, shout-out to Christian Gonzalez. Shout-out to Jalen Carter. Um, But we did kind of transition off of that Vikings and Kirk Cousins conversation pretty quickly. I just want to ask you, this is the last thing we can move on. What do you think the top fit for Kirk Cousins is if if he is traded? Because I think, for me, thinking about it this way, is the New York Jets. 
I don't know how they'd be able to afford it. I don't know how it works with uh, if someone gets injured because you still obviously have to pay them. I just don't know if it counts towards your salary cap or not. But if there's a way for you to be able to get Kirk Cousins from the Vikings for pretty cheap, to be honest, why not? I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers coming back next year. You get Kirk Cousins for this year, and you're still going to be a playoff team. I mean, Commanders. No, Sam Howell's there. I like Sam Howell a lot. You do? I do. I think he's really good. Mm, I mean, I can't really think of teams. I mean, like, because, like, you have the Cardinals with, like, uh, Kyler Murray, you know? they're And like, Josh Dobbs is playing out of his mind right now. Yeah. Uh, like, they wouldn't be in consideration, you know? I'm, I'm trying to break down teams by division right now. NFC West, no. NFC North, no. Because they're still going to be, like, think – Justin Fields. That's the only team you can possibly think of from the NFC North and still is a no. NFC South. I mean the Bucks, if they if they really don't trust Baker. Baker's been playing well though. I don't think they'd be willing to do it right now. And you may hate me for this. Carolina Panthers. But why would they do that with a rookie quarterback though? Because Rookie quarterbacks, especially, especially number one pick, though. Rookie quarterbacks develop different. Each one is different. You look at C.J. Stroud and you look at Anthony Richardson. They're going to develop through playing. They're going to get better each week, and you know they're getting better and better and better until they finally get to where their their ceiling is. I don't think Bryce Young is that kind of quarterback. I think he should have the Jordan Love route, where he sits for a, a year or two, or even three, like Jordan Love did. And he learns, and he gets to know it more and more, and then he gets put in there because he's not looked good. He's not looked good, and for how like his size, he's gonna have to be able to make decisions quicker. He's gonna have to be at, like fast with the ball because he's just gonna like he's already banged up. He already missed a game. I don't know. Anthony Richardson missed a game with a concussion. They're making TikToks about him. Yeah, Anthony Richardson missed a game with a concussion. Bryce Young, I don't remember exactly what the injury was. It was not a concussion though. It's not something where, like, you have to, like, sit out. It's something where he got hurt from just being tackled. It wasn't like a helmet-to-helmet kind of thing or anything like that. He's going to have to be quicker with it. I don't know if Frank Reich's the right coach to coach a young quarterback. I just don't know that. But Panthers in that division, Saints, if Derek Carr's injury is worse than we thought, Saints could be in, in contention for it. I, I don't see the Saints, really. And I don't see the Panthers. I mean, they're they're unlikely, but I could definitely see it. I mean, you want Patriots. Yep. Patriots could that. go and get Kirk Cousins. I can see that. Mac Jones is only going to get you so far, and it's not the playoffs. Yeah, Patriots are more likely the team that I can see, like, out of all the teams we said, Patriots probably are more like the team. Patriots and Jets definitely are up there. Yeah, the Jets too. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, Raiders. Raiders could use them. Yo, yeah, yeah. Especially with Devontae Adams, you know, not too happy over there. They could definitely use a quarterback that can throw the ball instead of just handing it off like Jimmy G. Mm. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting if that does happen. I don't know if it will. Like, the Vikings could trade him. He's in the final year's contract. We'll just have to have to wait and see. So, are you ready? No. You're not ready for this? Yeah. I, I am. The week four NFL predictions. I just want to remind everybody... We started predicting for week two. I was twelve and four in week two. You were eight and eight in week two. Week three, I was fourteen and two. Week three for you, you were also eight and eight. You're very consistent. But can you pull it out pull out a win here before I start to run away with this? Because I'm up two oh right now. We're gonna start here. Thursday night football. You got the Detroit Lions. Against the Green Bay Packers, who do you got? I got the Lions. Okay, you got the Lions there. Hmm. They're at Green Bay. Packers just had a big comeback win last week. I'm, I'm going to go with the Lions as well. Uh, I was trying to convince myself... To go with the Packers, but I, I gotta go with the Lions there. All right, we uh, the second game, Falcons and Jaguars in London. That's you, buddy. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to go with the Jaguars in London. They're home away from home. I'm going with the Falcons. Really. Yeah, they they look good this season. Well, I think the Jaguars got to bounce back from next week. All right, next game, Rams at Colts. Who do you got there? I, I, I have to go with the Colts in this one. That's a good choice. I'm also going with the Colts there at home, especially after the win last week against Baltimore. All right, speaking of Baltimore, they go to Cleveland to play the Browns. Ravens at Browns. Hmm. Ravens played a tough game last week. They're facing another tough defense with the Browns. Browns offense hasn't looked too great, especially now Nick Chubb's going to be out. It's uh, a tough one. You know, I'm, I'm actually... I said I wouldn't do this very often, but I'm going to have to pick the Browns. I think the Browns are going to beat the Ravens this week. That is so outrageous because I actually agree with you on this one. I got the Browns winning too. Okay, okay. Now we got Vikings at Panthers, Minnesota going to Carolina. We don't know if Bryce Young is going to play yet, but Andy Dalton had a pretty good performance last week. I got the Vikings on this one. Hmm. Vikings, Panthers. Two zero and three teams. The Vikings have been a lot of close ones, though. Mm-hmm. So I, with it, that logic, I gotta go with the Vikings. I just have to. He's gonna bite us. He's gonna bite us. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers could win because the Vikings' defense is not very good. But I, I just gotta go with the Vikings there. Up next, Bengals at Titans. Uh, Joe Burrow played last night. 
or not last night, but last Monday. Guess the Titans defense not very good. Titans offense not very good. Bengals defense not very good, but Bengals offense could be very good. Haven't been yet. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Hmm. You see, I, I I don't see Tennessee really winning this one, so I, I I'm I'm agreeing with you, Bengals. Dang, we are agreeing a lot here. <clears throat> Up next, Buccaneers versus Saints. We have a difference. We have Falcons. I have Falcons. You have Jags. Yeah, but we're agreeing a lot though. Buccaneers and Saints. Who you got there? I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. Okay. Oh, I'm putting a tough position here. As a Michael Thomas fantasy owner. I think Jameis Winston is going to get the win against his former team. And a Jameis Winston fan club member. I should be picking the Saints here. But I just think the Buccaneers' defense is too good, and I think the Buccaneers' offense is good enough. I'm going to have to go with the Buccaneers here. I'm not confident about that one, though. I feel bad for it, but I got to go Bucks. All right, up next for uh, Dolphins and Bills. Oh, that's a tough one. That's me, right? Yes, sir. Dolphins just put up 70. But the Bills' defense is way better than the Broncos' defense. I already wrote down who I have. And the Bills' offense is way better than the Broncos' offense. Is Jalen Waddle back? That's a question. Oh, gosh. You know, I think... Gotta ride the hot hand. I'm going Dolphins. Thank God. Thank God you went them because I went the Bills. No way, dude. Yes, dude. I had it typed out. I have my next one typed out too. I haven't went further than that. I was like, I was like, I want to see if we get the get these similar or not. All right, uh, Broncos and Bears. Who you yeah, got? Bears. I already have it. Like I said, I already have it. You I, got I, the I think Bears. I think both zero and three. Right? Zero and three. Yeah. I, the Bears win in their first first game. They have to. If not, they're gonna get booed out of Chicago. No, I, I'm gonna have to disagree with this one too. I think Broncos just got spanked 70-20. Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, they are coming back with a vengeance against a bad team. They got to win. They have to win. All right, then we got the Eagles and the Commanders. I said I really like Sam Howell. I think that team's very good. But Eagles just look too too impressive right now. Yeah, I'm going yeah. Eagles. That's no-brainer. Eagles. All right, up next, Steelers and Texans. I got the Steelers looking impressive with their defense. I don't know if this is going to come back to bite me or not, but I watched last week Texans-Jaguars. 37-17, to Texans win. CJ Stroud's playing out of his mind. I know the Steelers' defense is tough, and it's gonna it's the rookie quarterback still, even though he's playing very well. I'm gonna have to go Texans here. Alright, 
Raiders at Chargers. Chargers got their first win against the Vikings. It was a very close one. They probably should have lost. But the Raiders suck. The Raiders suck so bad I'm taking the Chargers. And I'm agreeing with you on this one. I have the Chargers. Even though Mike Williams is being out, you know. Still got Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, and a decent defense. I mean, uh, Khalil Mack, uh, Joey Bosa. They're not playing Derwin, very well, though. Derwin James, no, but I'm sure they're going to get it together. Teams are like that. They take midseason, and it's just they, they flourish. Well, up next. You shouldn't even ask me. Up next, we got an interesting one. We got the 49ers against the Cardinals. Now, before you say anything, I just want to point this out. The Cardinals are a few good plays away from being 3-0. And they just beat the Dallas Cowboys. And this is a divisional matchup. They're coming in with a lot of momentum. What do you think? The 49ers. The 49ers get the win? Yep. I want to pick against you so bad. Do it. Just do it. My bad. It's in for it's in San Fran though. I'm gonna go Niners. In San Fran, gotta go Niners. Patriots at Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys just lost last week to the Cardinals. They're gonna bounce back this week in Dallas. I'm going the Cowboys. Yeah, like I don't know. Like I, it, I don't know. It was like more disrespectful. Like the Broncos getting scored on by 70 points. Are the Cowboys losing to the Cardinals? I have to go to the Cowboys. There's no way they... If the Cowboys lose to the Patriots, they're pretenders. Yes. I 100% am going to agree with you on that. Hey, maybe the Cowboys go out and trade for Kirk Cousins. Actually get a good quarterback in there. <laughs> yes, you meant Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. That's all I, that's all I matter in life. It, <laughs> my prayers have been answered. He's he's good compared to Dak Prescott, yeah. All right, we got Sunday Night Football, Chiefs at Jets. Who you got there? I got the Chiefs. If Aaron Rodgers was in here, it would have been a different story. I went with the Jets, but Chiefs. Yep, Zach Wilson, uh, he's not doing so hot this year. Uh, he's not playing terrible, but he's not playing good either. Then we got Monday Night Football, Seahawks at Giants. I'm going to go ahead. I'll pick before you because you picked twice in a row by accident. Hey, you get the best for last. I think you picked twice in a row. No, no, you didn't. Never mind. Yeah, because you went the Cowboys. Seahawks just look too good. Geno Smith looks like a top 10 quarterback right now. I'm going Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks too. You know, I just got a new wide receiver through a trade. So, DK. Yeah, you, you got a new wide receiver through a fantasy trade. Just want to point that out before anyone gets D- any other ideas. Hey, uh, DK Metcalf, I gave away A.J. Brown for you. So, and there, there, was, there was also, like, two other players involved into it. Yeah, you, all right, well, let's break let's break the trade down then, if you're, if you're talking about it. You gave up Joe Mixon and A.J. Brown for DK Metcalf and Josh Jacobs. How you feeling about it? I needed it for my team. I had Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. I did not want the, a running back and a quarterback from the same team on my fantasy team. I feel like, respectively, I needed to do. I needed to make that move. I agree. I don't think you can have a, a 
quarterback and running back from the same team very often. You know, some sometimes you're able to. I think if you had, like for me, if I were to trade you for Pacheco, I think it would be fine because mm-hmm. I think Pacheco is going to – he's not going to have big games, but he's going to still do whatever he's going to do despite Mahomes, and Mahomes is going to – same thing. <clears throat> yep. But Cincinnati's offense this year is not that. They're not throwing the ball and running the ball with success at the same time or really at all. Yep. Josh Jacobs hasn't looked too great this year, but like I said, the Raiders sucked. That's why I went ahead and picked against them. But they could pop off. He could pop off at any time. And then A.J. Brown for D.K. Metcalf, maybe you take a slight step down. Maybe. But D.K. is very good as well. And so it's not like you lose out on a top receiver because they're like, what, one position away from each other in the rankings? Yep. Yeah, I think... For, for you wanting to get rid of Joe Mixon, it was worth it. Yeah, three weeks of terror, dude, for me to get rid of Joe Mixon, dude. Yeah, you've been trying. Yeah, I was, dude. Oh, and I feel like this was like the best opportunity I was going to get. Hey, you could have been a Michael Thomas fantasy owner. I know. I, that would have been scary. Yeah. You have Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins on the same team, bro. <laughs> it would have been unreal. Dude, unreal fucking five years ago. <laughs> All right. So now... Our predictions are set. That's another win for me as far as I'm concerned. I really wanted to pick the Cardinals against the Niners. I really wanted to, but I just couldn't do it. So we got one more thing to do before we get out of here. It's a, it's a staple of our podcast now. It's third week in a row we've been doing it. It's W or L. We start off, of course, with the major L. Then we work our way up. It's just a, a little bit of an L. Then we work up a little bit more. It's a W. Then we work all the way up to a massive W. Who do you got as your major L? My major L of the week was the Dallas Cowboys. Losing to the Cardinals? Really? You were just talked about getting 70 points. Like through two weeks. You are talking about getting number one ranked team, number two, whatever, top three. And you lose to the Cardinals. That is a major L. Yeah, that is a, that's a that's a pretty major. L. I got a major L for you though. I got the New York Jets major L. That's my the first time this year that I've had two major Ls that have been attributed to the same team. Week two, my major L was Aaron Rodgers is out, which obviously can't really help that. This week's major L, though, with the Jets, it's just because the team is losing confidence in themselves. The team is turned on Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. And Zach Wilson hasn't been the greatest quarterback. He's made mistakes and everything. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and act like he hasn't. It's not like a Russell Wilson situation where Russ has actually played pretty good. Zach Wilson has been. He's just been okay. He's just been okay. Maybe worse than okay. But when you got players saying they they need a new quarterback or saying that they're not happy, and you got Robert Sala, the head coach, saying Zach Wilson gives us the best chance to win, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. That locker room needs 
a guy like Aaron Rodgers to come in there right now and say, hey, guys, let's all focus on the football. So that's my major all the week, the New York Jets. Yeah, no, I totally agree because I there's a lot of reports and like a lot of like sideline like view cameras going around of that like Garrett Wilson yelling at like Zach Wilson and stuff like that going off on the coaches, you know, it, it's a lot of stuff like that. It's not a good look. It's really not a good look to our organization. So that being said, I'm going to move on to my L of the week. I got the Saints blowing a 17 point lead to the Packers. They were up 17-0. The Packers come back, win 18-17. Obviously, Derek Carr goes down in that game. So, that could be the reason why. Either way, you got to find a way to win a game. You're up by 17. Just got to find a way to win. So, that's my L. My L is the Bears. Just like how we talked about with the Jets, people are turning on Justin Fields. Is he a quarterback or is he a running back? That's the, that's the question that they're asking. And I I mean honestly, I hope that gets answered soon. Cuz he's he's not been looking that good as a quarterback. And there's a lot of like pointing fingers, mis misread co- quotes and stuff like that. You know, that's that's not it for Chicago and you know, I see a lot of like stuff of people burning like Justin Field jerseys and stuff like that. It's just yeah, it's it's L. It's L over in Chicago. Look, the only thing I have to say about that is how much of it is at fault that it's Justin Fields and how much is the coach's fault. Because that, that coaching staff has not done a good job. Mm-mm. Plus, there's been a lot of outside stuff. Their defensive coordinator steps down after there's alleged FBI raids on them, and they get $100,000 worth of equipment stolen from their team facility. You know, just... A lot of outside stuff. The coaching staff hasn't been the greatest. Justin Fields hasn't played the greatest. So how much of it is Justin Fields? How much is coaching staff? Maybe he needs a competent coaching staff to really have the final verdict out on Justin Fields. So that's the only thing I have to say in in defense of the Chicago Bears. But overall, I, I would say I agree with you this week. Especially, like, the Chicago Bears are so bad. They're like... Bring your girlfriend to the game to see how good you are. Bad. <laughs> like, that's how bad they are now. So, I will have to agree with you there. It's all your Swifties. Yep. <laughs> you got as your uh, W of the week. My W of the week is Jalen Carter. And when I talked about his stats earlier. I feel like the Eagles, you know, I I, I say Jalen Carter, but the Eagles and Jalen Carter, that's a W. That is a W, and I, I can't wait to watch him, like, for years. Yeah, they, they got a good one. And I see that there's a lot of people saying that the NFL really let Jalen Carter fall to the Eagles. That's not at all what happened. Jalen Carter had a lot of, like, off-the-field questions. That's why he fell in the draft. It's not like people just didn't see the talent because yeah, he, he should have gone number two or number yeah, one overall. Yeah, that was just projected. It was, like, number two, number three. And I think, like, even, like, Chicago was, like, projected to get him. Yeah. I mean, so that narrative needs to stop because he, we already, we already knew he was this good. It's just you know, sometimes it happens where you have some questions going into the draft because I mean NFL teams just put you in our microscope and they look at every single aspect of you. But he's played very well, just like his talent and like it 
indicates. So, yeah, shout out to Jalen Carter, and I hope he has a long, successful career with the Philadelphia Eagles, or maybe he leaves in free agency and goes to somewhere like the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know. My W of the week is the Houston Texans. They upset the Jaguars, and everyone's talking about the Cardinals upsetting the Cowboys. I would say this one's on the same level as that. The Texans did not look very good going into this game, other than C.J. Stroud looked good. Now he looks even better. He's still three games without a pick. Looks great. He's playing better than Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert this year. He's a rookie. They got Tank Dell, rookie wide receiver. He's looking electric. They go. They beat the Jaguars by 20. Jaguars, I said, you know, my overreaction. Let's just want to say this again. Overreaction. Super Bowl predictions after one week. Overreaction, okay? So you can't hold it against me at all. I said that they were going to be in the Super Bowl. Texans said, nope. Let me show you how good we are. That's a W. They got a good uh, rookie quarterback, good rookie wide receiver. Got a good rookie defensive end uh, that they drafted as well, traded up to get Will Anderson. So, shout out to the Texans. That's a W. So... What's your massive? My massive W of the week. I think it's obvious here. 70 points. Massive W. Now, if we keep seeing 70 points consistently in an NFL game, it's going to be a major L. Because, you know, that makes the game a little bit boring. But we see it once. That's a massive W. The Dolphins are looking like a generational offense. We were all talking about the Cowboys' defense. Let's start talking about that Miami Dolphins' offense. They're looking generational. Ten touchdowns, every single player on offense. Even Robbie Chosen, formerly Robbie Anderson, made an appearance and got that long touchdown pass from Mike White. Everybody's just, they were all clicking. They were all doing their thing. Just Massive W's all around. Don't even want to pick just one player. Massive W's for the whole 70 points that were scored by the Miami Dolphins. And massive W for their coach, Mike McDaniel. My massive W is the Cardinals. I mean, they beat the Cowboys. The highly talked about team through two weeks because they stomped on the New York teams. They beat the Cowboys. The team that we're they're they're talking about they were they gonna win a game this season, you know, that's you know the quarterback didn't even have a freaking jersey made from at the team shop the other day, and he made a TikTok about it. Like what? Like that's a massive W. You beat the Cowboys for a team that's saying that are you gonna win a game? And they're questioning you. And then, like, there was also, like, didn't you say there was something about, like, a college team that, like, they were like, saying the college team could beat the Cardinals or something like that, or some team could beat the Cardinals? Um, I don't remember. Oh, I thought, I, I thought, I, I, I thought you were the one that said I'm sure some people have said that. Yeah, I'm sure. But that's a massive W. You beat the boys. Yeah. I mean, if they, they go into San Francisco and beat the 49ers this week, we're going to have to start talking about the Cardinals as, like, uh, you know, are they the juggernaut killer? Because we see all these good teams and we're we're like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna beat the Cardinals by twenty points. And then all of a sudden, here are the Cardinals. They're like, nah uh. We got Josh Dobbs back there slinging the ball. We got James Conner. You thought he was washed? Uh uh-uh. uh. We got Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore burning your corners. 
We got a defense that's surprisingly good, even though we don't know a single player's name on their defense. They're developing. Yeah. They're developing through the, through the days. So if they beat them, we're going to have to start talking about them as a juggernaut killer. But that's if. That's a big if. And the real question is, are Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey going to be able to beat the Cardinals this week? I would say probably. I think Brock Purdy's going to destroy him. Yeah, he's going to pass it to Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. Probably Ronnie Bell makes an appearance as well, and they're going to they're going to have a good game. I hope because Brock Purdy is he he yeah. Brock Purdy's going to give him the ball. All right. Well, we have a delusional 49ers fan in almost an hour and a half of talking done. Thank you for listening to episode number seven of Sparkcast Media. Follow us on X, not Twitter anymore. It's X. Stupid name, but it's X. Follow, we got a Facebook page. You can go ahead and like that. Follow us on there. Instagram, we're on there as well. Uh, we made a pretty good uh, Instagram reel the other week. You know, shout out to Logic. Uh, everybody, listen to that. You know? yeah, yeah, I did not know what you're doing. Like you started off that that thing, and then you then I saw like the reel. I was like, I was like, no freaking way he did that. Yeah, we've been gone for a minute, but we're back now. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I did not know where you're going at. With, like I, I I totally forgot that he said that, and then you put that reel. I was like, wait, that's I, hard. Yeah, dude, I schemed that one up. I can't even lie. <laughs> dude, the fact that you didn't even tell me, dude, it was good. Uh so yeah, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, X. Uh, we don't got anything else yet. Subscribe to us on YouTube. That should be coming soon. Pace. So, yeah, that should be coming soon. Subscribe to us there. And you will be happy when we finally start putting stuff on there. Thank you all. Remember to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio even. Wherever you listen to it, leave a leave a good review. All right, anything you have to say before we end this one off? Yeah, when you go on X, uh, there's someone called Sexy Red. Um, any, no. any... <laughs> Don't even do it. All right, see you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>